I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen... Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What's up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have stumbled into a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the discography, the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. Some would say the greatest rock and roll band of all time, Van Halen. But I'm not the judge here. I'll let you be the judge of that. I just simply will say we love this band. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, is it sweltering up in Canada yet, or is that just here? Uh, I think it's just there. It's just pleasant here. Uh, but, um, oh, I, I've had a week, my friend. Uh, this has been the longest week of my life, and it's Tuesday. Uh, oh, boy. Work, work is just kicking me in the balls for the last three or four days, and I am so ready to rock out with little Van Halen tonight. Thank God. We're recording this a, a day early, uh, you know, because I really needed this tonight. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, that's uh, the beauty of this podcast. We are flexible. We can do this uh, whenever we can. And you, sir, are a busy guy when it comes to podcasting. I'm surprised you have a day to where uh, you you can decide, hey, we shouldn't record this day. We should record this day because <laughs> you are so busy with backtracks. It seems like you and John just never seem to stop. Well, and you know, we, we banked up so many, uh, we usually uh, get on one of these calls. We record three a night. Uh, so we're well into August, I think, uh, on pre-records and, but now John and I are talking about expanding backtracks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah uh, we're going to, we're going to have backtracks Aerosmith. We're still going to continue with that show, but there might be one or two new backtracks coming one that might involve uh, uh, movie music, uh, songs from movies, and one that might just be limitless. Just whatever people want to bring up, just bring your favorite song. And, and we're going to create a Spotify playlist featuring just all the best music that, that we all love that doesn't fit into the constraints of a certain band or a certain genre, just anything. And uh, both of those the um, endless playlists, the endless limitless playlist. Yeah. Both yeah, of those uh, really, really excite me. I have to wait for John to get back from uh, California. He was at star Wars celebration. Um, I, I think he just got back home today. So he's probably going to take a week to decompress and get rid of the jet lag before uh, we uh, get back in the saddle as it were on the Aerosmith show. So right now this is my only podcast this week. Well, how about that? So now uh, we are in for something completely crazy with a refreshed Corey because he, he's super refreshed. <laughs> he's ready to to give you all the quips and japes that you need and that you want when the you japes? come like to that. this. <laughs> all the things that you want when you come to uh, visit us here at And the Podcast Will Rock. Uh, maybe we'll even get a Dave, uh, Diamond Dave impression from Corey. Who knows? 
Probably um, not, but you are going to get an apology right off the hop because <laughs> last week I started talking about a new show that is coming up on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network on oh, Megadeth, yes. and I totally fucking butchered it, man. Like it was, Oops. I, I think I had one too many wisers or I had my, my tweets mixed up or whatever. Totally fucked it up. So I'm here to apologize and let you know that uh, so far, so pod, so what is still coming uh, in June. Uh, hosted by John from Maiden A to Z. I, I, I think I said Tom uh, from the Metal God Show. That's incorrect. It's John from Maiden A to Z. And uh, Buffalo Greg, Greg DePasquale, who has been on our show, who I'm dying to have back on because we owe him a good tune. Um, they're we kicking do. that up uh, in June. They have kind of an introductory episode up right now, wherever you get your podcast, and I listen to it. And uh, these guys have a great rapport, which uh, I think really is what makes uh, these kind of shows tick. You need to have good tunes, and you need to have a good rapport. Hopefully, Mark, you and I have a good rapport, and that's why... Uh, some people uh, hang around, and I know uh, uh, John and Greg do as well. So I'm really looking forward to that show kicking off in June on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. So far, so pod, so what? There you go. So yeah, ap apologies for the uh, uh, mispronunciation or whatever it was last week. We have... Yes. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, we I just suck. Well, we no, you we we unfucked it. So it's uh, therefore <laughs> it is not fucked. Everything it has now is been unfucked. Fucked. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it'll actually be really uh, interesting. You guys be sure to check out Backtracks on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network featuring Corey and uh, the the ever popular, ever famous John Mariano, who's uh, yeah, he's decompressing probably. But it might be an even funnier show just to hear what he sounds like completely jet lagged and miserable <laughs> trying to talk about Aerosmith. I'd be curious to see what songs he would <laughs> turn out for uh, for feeling that sort of way. But it's interesting. Normally, that, he's just miserable. Now he'd be jet lagged yeah, and miserable. Yeah, he'd be jet lagged and miserable. Exactly. So I think that would be an interesting dynamic of Mariano that we're not used to, and that would be fun for the world to experience. So be on the lookout for that, you guys. Uh, but you didn't come here exactly for Aerosmith, or maybe you did. And if you did, go check out Backtracks. It's a great show. But you came here for Van Halen, and we absolutely want to deliver that. You guys know how the show works, or if you don't, if you're a first timer, let me explain. We have all of the songs on a giant wheel. That's right, a wheel. We spin the wheel and whatever the wheel decides to land on, we talk about that particular song in Van Halen's category. A lot of people still do not believe the wheel's an actual thing, no matter how many times we tweet it out. We tweet it out every time because we want to show people it's real, it's a thing. Um, and sometimes the wheel is not nice at all. Uh, uh, <laughs> Greg DePasquale can atone to that. Uh, uh, or he can attest to it. Uh, but sometimes the wheel throws us a bone. Corey has had himself a, a, a rough week. I myself have had a rough couple of days, but uh, I think what we need to bring us back from the, from the depths of despair, as it were, or not quite despair, but close to it, is a rockin' Van Halen tune. So then I have to ask you, Corey, is there a particular song or... Is there an album in Van Halen's catalog uh, that uh, you you would like to manifest? Everybody drink, <laughs> manifest for tonight's episode. You know, I'm not even going to bring uh, the bad juju that's bringing down my life right now onto the wheel. Uh, I'm going to be happy with pretty much anything. Last wheel, or sorry, last week, not last wheel. Last week, uh, the wheel treated us very nicely, gave us a little mean street. Uh, oh yeah, right. So uh, very quickly, uh, shall we go through the poll results uh, and the tweets from that one? Absolutely, we should do that. Okay, well, the uh, poll, unsurprisingly, 96.7%, what dreams are made of, only 3.3%, this dream is over. That's out of 90 votes, so one of our bigger polls, um, and it's still active, actually, because we're recording this a day early, but I think that uh, equates to only one, uh, this dream is over. And it's not even John Mariano. One of the first guys who tweeted uh, was John Mariano, who said, I um, voted positively for once. He so, did, yes. So uh, can't someone's blame a contrarian him. out there and actually didn't like that <laughs> song, and I can't believe it. Uh, let's quickly go through some of these tweets here, folks. Uh, Chris Wagman uh, said, my vote is for Mean Street. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, the Vic says, my favorite by far. Look at that. Getting a lot of love, Mean Street is. Uh, Rihanna says, uh, this song, 100% on target. I agree uh, with you, Rihanna, very much. Charles Johnson says, there is a reason this song opens the record. Fan-fucking-tastic. Well said, Charles. I couldn't said it any better than that. Uh, Brian exactly. Peterkin uh, says, damn, my favorite Van Halen tune. Such a cool riff. Dave delivers the lyrics so masterfully. Love everything about this song. Yes. Preach to the choir, my friend, Brian. We agree with you. Our good friends at Sean Geek and the Fast Fret Podcast said, 
absolute genius of a song not a weak song on this album not a one ed's playing is simply tasty in this with jagged edges that make it dangerous yet catchy and alex my god he always plays what the song needs and still makes it cool and in this my fave dave the storyteller with a punch sounding dangerous and cool as hell and mike damn it mike he just makes this song groove uh very well said uh sean geek fast fried podcast check those guys out they're doing some great work over there uh made in a to z uh, after calling me up for uh, fucking up their show. Sorry about that again, John. Uh, said it's my <laughs> song of the year, 2022. I can tell you already. I play it all the time, usually with the rest of Fair Warning up after. It's a great opener, great album. Also, Tool put it in as their pre-intro jam, like UFO, ACDC for Metallica and Maiden when I saw them this spring. So that's kind of cool. And wow, I, I've actually heard Mean Street play uh, in, in a few uh, pre-concert uh, uh, jams. So uh, uh, Tool, uh, we could add to that list as well. Um, Tom, friend of the show, Arbrewster says, uh, I see the contrarians are at it again. Honestly, I like Mean Street better than Unchained. And Sean Geek actually uh, agreed with that one. That's kind of a hot take in a way, uh, Mark. Uh, would you say Mean Street is better than Unchained? Ooh, I think my personal bias has to has to disagree with that sentiment. However, I am not going to uh, deny anyone th- they're just I, if you're going to say that mean streets is better than unchained i acknowledge that and i understand why you might feel that way me personally because i don't know i just feel attached to unchained it's one of my favorite van halen tunes of all time i cannot i just i can't give it to mean streets uh, uh above unchained that's me personally however if you the the audience think that mean streets is better i'm not gonna fight you you know, they're, they're pretty comparable for me, but I, I've heard Unchained so many more times. It's maybe a little overplayed. Mm-hmm. So I would gravitate more towards Mean Street right now, but uh, I oh, thought okay. that was very interesting. Uh, and, and they're obviously both great songs. Um, Mark Fuller uh, said, who the hell voted this dream is over? Wow. Uh, I agree on that. I know. Um, I wish they'd come out and tell us. <laughs> uh, Gene Hickey. Uh, Gene Hickey, when we were four votes in and it was 100%, he said, just close the poll now because he's, he's one of those guys like he just doesn't get the poll that people are, are voting down on, on some of these songs just just shut her down at four votes 100 yeah. percent and i was tempted uh but you know what <laughs> we, we didn't stray too far from the hundred there was only one down vote on it our good buddy michael green uh a good friend of yours mark who you called out on the last show to, uh he says uh the song is what dreams are made of john uh, mariano voted with his heart uh mark the bat dropped the gloves uh, uh with, with our good friend michael then he uh put listen to van halen three mark so he still <laughs> and then uh, he, he goes on to say and i agree 100 at cd morset is the man he rocks this podcast thank you michael that, that's awesome of you to say i'm glad that uh, he's on my side Mean street is top 10 van halen for sure great show and he gave a little fist bump so thank you very much michael i know uh mark is a big fan of yours and a big fan of van halen three uh you gonna let him have it again this week Look, it's don't tell me to listen to Van Halen 3. I am. We have this show <laughs> for that purpose. So don't fret not. We'll get to more tracks from Van Halen 3, I assure you. But boy, you are not uh, uh, making my chances of it being an optimistic approach any clearer. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the rest of those tracks go down. Oh, yes. Okay, so, so that's all the tweets <laughs> on the poll. Uh, 96% what dreams are made of. But we, uh, right before breaking news, right before we started recording, um, oh. David Lee Roth was uh, harassed uh, coming off uh, an airplane at an airport by a fan with a cell phone. And the fan was, you know, telling him how much he's a fan and all that. But he asked him, like, uh, uh, is there any chance, Dave, that you might uh, come out of retirement and maybe do some stuff? And, uh, you know, Dave was having some fun with him and said, uh, there's always a tomorrow for a singer, but not so much for a, a trombone player. Uh, whatever that means. But then he said, you know, how many uh, retirements did Rocky have and how many times did Rambo kind of come out of retirement to fight the next mission? Uh, So he kind of just said, I'm only halfway through my first retirement. Uh, I I think Dave still got some in the tank. And I know you and I speculated when he canceled his Vegas run that maybe it was because there was so much interest in the Vegas run, he might be planning some sort of tour. And of course, since then, we've got the news that, uh, you know, Alex Van Halen had been talking with Joe Satriani and uh, Jason Newstead and Michael Anthony was part of those talks, and maybe a guy like Steve Lukather, um, and maybe Pink, David Lee Roth threw that out there. I know Eric said that was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I still can't get over it. I think Pink would be fi- uh, fantastic, but, you know, I- I'm-, I'm still holding out hope that this little uh, tribute tour uh, uh, kind of comes together. I, I doubt it's going to be like a 40-50 date 
uh, actual tour, but it'll be like, you know, 15, 20 shows just mm -hmm. across North America celebrating the music of Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen. And man, wouldn't that be fantastic? It, it would be. I would almost go so far as to say I don't know that it would even be like a tour that stretched out that far. Like maybe it would be like a residency thing in uh, in LA. Residency, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe or maybe they do like a, a ten show thing where it's just all on the West Coast, something like that. Uh, it would be nice if they branched out through you know North America for a, a brief tour, if you want to call it that, a yeah. mini tour, if you will, and uh, at least at least expand so that give everybody else who maybe is not on the West Coast a uh, a chance to see him if that is indeed what they might do. I'm inclined to think that's they'll probably test the waters that way uh, for a few shows. And if they feel up to expanding, yeah, we might hear something about that. Um, I, but I'm, I'm still stuck on this whole, did David Lee Roth just compare himself to two Sylvester Stallone characters? He did actually. Yeah, I, he did. He did. And okay. <laughs> just, I'm just making sure that uh, I, I was hearing that correctly and I've got no retort to that anyway, but uh, so yeah. Hey, you know what? The man's a legend. Rocky's a legend. Rambo's a exactly. legend. Exactly. It fits. It fits. They're all legends and they're all old. So, I mean, they, <laughs> there you go. It's fine. And I, hey, don't get it twisted. I love those films. And uh, and I love Diamond Dave. You know, I just prefer Hagar most of the time. But that's uh, that's neither here nor there, you guys. We might indeed spin a Dave tune. And I would not be mad about that because Dave's songs in Van Halen are, you know, very much of the party variety they're very much of the uh, you know sex drugs and rock and roll and sometimes it's nice especially if you've had a long week a long day whatever and you just want to turn off your brain decompress listen to some rocking tunes and you're not worried about the content of the tune you're just worried about like is it is it fun is it going to make me enjoy my life for a little bit for however many minutes this track goes Sometimes you need that. I think we need that. So I'm not going to manifest the song whatsoever. I'm just going to let the wheel do its thing. And I would just simply ask it be merciful. All right, Mark, pick a number between one and 10. Four. That's how many times I'm going to hit shuffle here. So we got one, two, All right. three, four. All right. What do you say? Are you ready, sir? Hit it, Sammy. Here we go. Oh boy, really? Are we gonna get another Van Halen? It's Van Halen. Oh my theme. God! And it's not a party song. It's without you, without you from Van Halen Three. This is one of the singles from from the Gary Sharon album. Um, I gotta say, Mark, probably not what you were hoping for tonight. It wasn't. But then again, I don't know because uh, I I am not familiar with the uh, without you from Van Halen Three. Uh, you say it was one of their singles. I believe you. That still doesn't mean I heard it. Um, and somewhere out there, I hear this cackle out in, in the, on the wind, I, a foul voice, a cackle, if you will, goes by the name of Michael Green, I'm sure. So, uh, uh, here you go, bud. You wanted it here, here. We're doing it again. Another Van Halen three track, not ideal, Corey. Well, you know what? Uh, this is one of the tracks I do like on Van Halen three. And, uh, th there was two edits of this. Um, there was a single edit and an album version. We'll listen to the album version. It's a little longer. Um, it's six minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, so, so get comfy, Mark. We're going to be here for a little bit. Um, oh we just talked about a Van Halen three song, so it's still kind of fresh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. recorded in 97, released in 98. Uh, Gary Sharon uh, comes over from Extreme. Uh, we we kind of talked about the, the circumstances of him joining the band ad nauseum. Um, you know, he, I, I always kind of go back to him saying, I wish I, I could kind of tour or play some shows at Van Halen to, to kind of become part of the, the band, as it were, before just coming in and, and recording oh, yeah. that album. Yeah, because uh, uh, not a lot of chemistry. But this is one of the songs that um, kind of stick out as being one of the better tracks. Uh, if we were going to spin a, a Van Halen 3 track, um, and I mentioned last week, actually, that uh, I'm getting sick of shitting on Gary Sharon Van Halen songs because the first three we did weren't very good. Uh, here's one that uh, I'm actually looking forward to hearing because uh, – from what I remember, it's pretty gosh darn good. Well, I hope so. Like I said, this this is going to be a, another first for me for this album. So if uh, if you say 
that it's got uh it, it's one of the better ones i'll take your word for it and i guess we'll find out and i'm hoping that i do maybe this is the one maybe this is the one that changes my mind on how i'm feeling about the album as a whole so far in 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 what we've listened to on the show that is so maybe i'm i'm holding out hope i'm gonna be dare i say optimistic there you go go in with an open heart and an open mind my friend there we go all right what do you say let's start a little without you from van halen three let's do it Mark, uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, 40 seconds in. I really dug the last uh, 10 seconds that we just <laughs> listened to of when Eddie just comes in and is like, I got it. Here you go. And just start shredding a little bit. Um, I think Gary sounds fine as far as uh, the notes go. The te- you know, the technicality of, of the vocal style is is fine except for one thing. If I did not have the lyric sheet right in front of me, I was I I, I would be thinking he's singing nonsense syllables, because um, they're they're not very well enunciated. And look, I know I'm no I'm that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to nitpick the technicalities of the music, especially the vocals. I know it feels like I do that a lot. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm I'm on I'm just being honest. If I did not have the lyric sheet of this first verse of the song uh, to know what he's saying, I would have no clue what he's saying because it, it, it sounds like gibberish. You know, and we talked about that on the From Afar episode. There's there's some sort of vocal effect on there, right? It's not very full bodied. Uh, it, it sounds kind of thin and kind of tinny, doesn't it? That maybe makes it a little tougher to pick those words out. I mean, I don't want to say he's singing timidly. Maybe it's just the mix of the vocal. Yeah, that's what I, I don't know. I, I, there, there's some sort of vocal effect on there that, that's kind of taking away a lot of the power uh, in Gary's voice, which is, yeah. you know, why would you want to suppress could be Right. Could be that or could be, I mean, maybe he just wasn't really, maybe he's just, I mean, the more we keep hearing about his time in the with the band and during this album, it kind of feels like maybe he just was not, uh, completely in it fully because he just didn't feel like he was part of the band and if that's the case then perhaps the performance kind of shows through on record but i'm but it's i don't i don't want to say that that's it i'm gonna have to assume perhaps it's part of the mixing i think so because i I really hear gary like giving it his all uh Mm -hmm. it's just it's not really coming through and maybe that's just something uh, in in the production of not only this song but the album as well uh, Mike Post, who we talked about, and, and Eddie uh, produced this at 5150. So um, I don't know. Let, let, let's keep going and, and see if this song's going to grow on you a little bit here. Sure. See, I'm getting 100% Gary Sharon. It's just I, I the, the production uh, doesn't put him front and center, right? But the, the, and right. the band sounds amazing on this, doesn't it? There's a lot of rhythm section in, in this portion. Um, like even even Eddie is kind of the guitar, uh, the ornamentation and everything he's doing back there is sort of on the lower side. You know, maybe it's just because of how I'm listening to it. But uh, am I crazy? Does Eddie's kind of sound like he's a little too far away? A little um, bit, like uh, you know, I, I was just focusing focusing on the guitar tone, uh, and yeah. the drums, which all sound great, and uh, really kind of paying attention to the bass because this is one of the three tracks that Michael Anthony actually played on. Oh yeah, yeah. So the bass I thought was sounded really cool. It yeah, like I said, the rhythm section, both drums and bass, are coming through pretty full. Um, not not they're not overpowering to me, but they're full. I'm not. I don't have a problem hearing them. I don't have a problem hearing what they're doing uh 
get there's something going on with Gary's vocal booth, and then uh, for whatever reason, Eddie sounds like he's behind a door or something. Um, and maybe that's just by design because they're keeping you, you know, keeping you uh, keeping him hidden for a bit until he comes back full front, full uh, you know, right, right in your face with his guitar tone, like like he did at the beginning of the song. Uh, and then I'm assuming he's probably going to do that in a solo, but I don't know. I will find out. I will say there's a lot of really cool elements in this song, but it, it's the it's how it's mixed. The the production of the song uh, is kind of leaving me wanting more. And of course, yeah, I'm Mike, not crazy about it. Yeah, Mike, Mike Posta wrote a lot of cool TV themes and stuff, but as a producer, uh, man, I don't know. I, I think if you get Ted <laughs> Templeman in there producing this song, it's going to sound fucking killer. Yes, because he understands how they sound and how they're supposed to sound. I really dig that chorus mark what did you think i like the chorus um uh i'm gonna get butchered for this though by somebody <laughs> he sounds like he's doing a sammy hagar impression to me like it's not i know what gary sounds like and it like i said we, we we harp every time we say something a little negative about this particular album people think we're shitting on gary sharon as a performer we're not we love extreme Extreme is great. Matter of fact, Extreme is one of the most underrated bands that were uh, uh, a thing in the 80s that you guys should really go back and ch check out their material because those dudes could rip. Uh, yeah, I am not here to downplay Gary or any of Extreme. That being said, I don't know what he's doing on this album because he just doesn't sound like the Gary from Extreme, which should have been, I think maybe, maybe that was everybody's problem is the fact that it was Van Halen and it didn't sound like Van Halen because of Gary, because Gary wasn't sounding like Gary and maybe there wasn't enough uh, mix in there. And, you know, and of course we've talked about that before and the reasons why, but I don't know. I like this chorus, but to me, he sounds like he's kind of doing a Sammy Hagar impression and maybe he's not doing it uh, uh, on purpose. Maybe it's kind of subconscious because of uh, the, how the music is played. I don't know. I just, and if I'm crazy, if, if I'm hearing it wrong, please let me know. But to me, that's what it sounds like. You know, I think it's just because he's so down on the mix. You would expect Sammy or David to be way up front on that chorus, mm -hmm. right? Especially on the without you's and the, you, you have that kind of that, that nice harmony, like the harmony leading into it on the bridge was, was terrible. Like oh, how it was, yeah. throw, it was, it sounds awful. When you got Michael Anthony and Eddie Van Halen and you're going to do that uh to the harmony <laughs> on the bridge that was fucking terrible but uh, yeah. rectified coming into the solo right they sounded great you know mm -hmm. get gary sharon who is such a powerful wonderful singer put him out front and let him just go to town but he again it's thin and i, I think that's maybe where, you, where you're getting the sammy hagar comparison from uh had they had this been mixed by ted templeman i think you get gary sharon out there loud and proud and uh, maybe when we're done i just want to play a little bit about of uh uh, maybe a live cut of Without You uh, from 1988. They played this song, uh, according to uh, setlist.fm, they played it, what, 78 times? Or, yeah, 78 times by Van Halen. So I'll try and find a live cut. Mm. Uh, and I bet you if yeah, you get Sammy yeah. out there, or sorry, Gary out there belting this thing, it's going to sound pretty fucking killer. I, I think it would. I really do. But like, right now, what's what's kind of killing it for this song is is some of the mixing, um, notably with whatever's going on with Gary's voice here. I'm just not not understanding the direction behind that. Exactly. There, there's that harmony again on the, how long can this go on? Like, Again, you got Mike Anthony and you got Eddie Van Halen. 
you know the the sound of van halen is is their harmony and you you put this kind of robotic like, effect on it just oh it's no yeah it's like it's a weird effect and then it's very low so you, it's almost like what's the point of even having it yeah. if you're not gonna you know put it out there to to be heard and see right there he didn't sound like sammy to me on on the uh on these verses so i don't know i don't know what's going on with the with the chorus line or uh i really don't understand what's happening with the uh the background vocals either it's like two background um this is just not well mixed we gotta get mike post on the show and ask him like uh, what happened during the recording and more importantly the mastering and the mixing of this album yeah uh, give did, us the scoop some... buddy yeah give us the scoop and i'm sure uh, maybe we'll, let's call eric senich uh, i bet you he knows uh, he probably and, knows yes. yeah and, and he can fill us in what, what kind of happened on van halen 3 because so many great Van Halen elements there that are just not being utilized properly. Everyone make sure to message message Eric to get him to tell his side of the story. I'm sure he knows. So anyway, That's right. Yeah, uh, hit him up, uh, Booked on Rock Podcast, uh, the Van Halen News Desk. Uh, uh, great guy to talk to. Uh, let's bombard him with messages about Without You from Van Halen 3. <laughs> You're smiling a bit, Mark. That was pretty it, fucking cool. It, you got to admit. It, yes, because it sounded like Michael and Eddie having a bass guitar duel, even though they're like they're playing literally the same thing. They're going like note for note <laughs> down the fretboard, and but it just sounded like I'm gonna do this. See if you can keep up. And, and you throw Alex going, in there too, okay. right? Throw yeah. Alex in there because all of a sudden you get some you know double hits on the hi hat. You got a nice. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Nice little roll in there too, a little Tom roll. Uh, he's in there dilding as well. Fuck, I loved everything about that. That was, I mean, that's a really, really cool section. It almost, uh, um, it it felt right until the uh, the break, until and then you just get uh, Eddie doing his uh, little solo, little chug there, uh, using a really weird. I don't even know if he's using overdrive. I don't know what sort of uh, effect pedal he's using, but he's just. And I don't know what kind of chords he's making either, but like it's it almost sounded very dissonant and off 
which I'm sure was by design because you know he's 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 funky that way, Eddie. And uh, but yeah, no, I I really like that instrumental version or that uh, instrumental uh, portion of the song. That was really cool. You just I just I was smiling because in my head I'm just seeing Michael and Eddie just looking at each other playing playing that the whole riff both like going note for note not even looking at what they're doing they're just looking at each other like who's gonna break eye contact first and neither one of them did um so that just <laughs> that imagery put a smile on my face you know i wish that was the way too if only we could get a hold of michael anthony and ask him like you're really rolling on three songs in this album but tell us about recording without you because yeah there's a great section where the three of them are just knocking it out of the park I would love I shoot, I would love to hear any stories whatsoever Michael wants to tell us about <laughs> the recording process but uh yeah no this one would be a really good question to ask the van halen harmony on that you got a little bit of it uh, at the end you, you hear michael just, in the bass going, doo, 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 and then you get the without yeah. you i'm like oh man bring that shit up that that's van halen right the power of michael anthony and eddie van halen their voices together oh, yeah i, I kind of missed i'm digging the fuck out of the song though like uh, i love that chorus and i loved everything they were doing there just give me a little more of what makes van halen van halen that's what everybody wants. That's it doesn't matter what era of Van Halen we're listening to. That's what we want. It's like just give give us that Van Halen flavor. It doesn't matter who you got singing for you. It doesn't matter who's playing bass or isn't playing bass on the track. Whatever. Just give us that Van Halen flavor. That's what we want. That's what everyone wants. You know what I think uh put this song on 5150 uh in that era, right? With that production. Uh mm. The, the, this song may be an all-time Van Halen classic. I could see that. I could see, yeah, um, definitely the mix for one thing. I just personally, I just feel like, yeah, if this song was mixed better, I think it would have gotten a uh, got a better res response. Yeah, I, I don't know if this uh, this song ever charted. Probably not. It debuted at number one on the on the mainstream rock tracks. Oh, okay. Um, so, but I don't think it ever hit like the 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 Hot 100 or anything.
All right. Uh, nice little change of tempo there at the end of, on the work it outs, which again, uh, didn't sound like Van Halen. I kind of wish they would, but uh, I really like the kind of tempo change. Uh, Mark, that's without you uh, from Van Halen 3. What do you think? It's an interesting way they uh, give us that classic sort of uh, Van Halen fade out. It's a band that doesn't do enough arena rock uh, ends to their song that you would expect. They do. They like to do the fade out where they're just playing and playing forever into the sunset. Um, and this is one of those we got. So that's, but yeah, <laughs> interesting tempo change, uh, sort of shift in the dynamic of the song right there at the end. Um, that's a choice. So there it is. Uh, yeah. Without you from Van Halen three, we've tackled another one. Uh, I'm just going to throw it right to you just to, just to see how you're vibing on this song. Corey, is this the one? Or is this a one? Uh, is this track from Van Halen Three? What dreams are made of? Or is once again the dream over? I dug this tune. Uh, to me, and again, maybe we'll play a little bit of live cut because I bet you live this thing was killer. Uh, all the elements for a great Van Halen song are here. And uh, just let Gary go. Let, let him be Gary Sharon. Let him just belt out this song at the top of his lungs. Don't bury him in the mix. Don't bury Mike and, and Eddie on on harmonies uh, in the mix. Like, just let him fucking go. Let him gallop in a van. Goddamn Halen, for fuck's sakes. Let him go. <laughs> but all the elements are there. I really dug this tune. Uh, even the little few nitpicks I have are, aren't going to keep me from saying that, that the dream is over. Um, to me, this is a return to form from, from this album. I knew I liked songs on this album. And uh, I was really kind of hoping that without you uh, was coming up pretty quick because we had three clunkers in a row. Um, but I, I dug the hell out of this song. Uh, Eddie sounds great. I, I love the musical interludes. Uh, Mike's doing some cool shit on the bass. And Alex is right there with him. You know, we always talked about during an Eddie uh, solo, all of a sudden you'll get, you know, some double hits on the hi-hat or a little roll here. Just kind of, hey, guess what, little brother? I'm here too. And I, I dig mm -hmm. that shit. That, that's Van Halen to me. So absolutely. Uh, this is what dreams are made of for me. The real question is, uh, is Michael Green going to have a bone to pick with you, Mark, on your vote this week? Uh, without you from Van Halen 3, is the dream over or is this what dreams are made of? Well, Michael Green's always going to have a bone to pick regardless. So in that regard, I, I have to say. For now, put your bones away. Uh, I did not hate this track whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I dug quite a bit from it. Nitpicks aside and how I feel about uh, the, the overall mix of the track, put it away. I tried to listen to the song just as the song is presented. And it's, look, we've talked about it before. I've had songs that I've listened to on here going like, yeah, no, I'm not digging this Van Halen track. I don't think uh, this is what uh, I think the dream is over for this only for it to be saved by the uh, ever do uh, the, just the ever vigilant, ever popular, ever uh, just classic Eddie Van Halen solo. He can bring it back. If you're not feeling the song, he can bring it back with a solo. He's like, okay, I get it. I get it. You've been patient. Let me reward your patience with this. And he just noodles away. And before you know it, you're like, well, that, that song rips for that solo alone. I'm going to say this song on Van Halen 3, Without You, rips from the, for the solo alone or the, uh, the, the, the bass and guitar duel that I'm talking about earlier. It's probably not a duel, but it sounded like one. And in my head canon, it is. And that just makes it so much more fun. This sounded fun, you know, despite the fact that uh, uh, the lyrics themselves, the content of the song might not be trying to uh, project a fun atmosphere per se, but the sound of it, the, it's the fun Van Halen rock sound that you know and that you love. And what do we just say? That's what you come to Van Halen for. It doesn't matter what era. You come there for the rip-roaring rock tunes that are fun. You want to have a good time. The mix and the vocals notwithstanding, this song was a fun time for me. I And I'm just as shocked about it as you <laughs> probably are, the audience, because yes, uh, I was <laughs> just at the start of it. I, I groaned because I can't believe we were doing yet another one already from Van Halen 3. But look, 
I'm not saying this is going to go into my top 20 uh, Van Halen songs of all time, but look, I'm not going to call it one of the worst because I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And I agree with Corey's mentality. Let Gary Sharon shine. Don't put him in the corner. Let him just do his thing. I'd be very curious to hear how they sound uh, doing the song live. So for me, without you, from Van Halen 3 is the first, maybe the only, but we'll find out. Uh, the first song from the album that is what uh, dreams are made of for me. All right. Now, I was uh, doing some uh, searching while you were talking there, Mark, and uh, came across an article by our good friend Eric Senich from the Van Halen News Desk. And the uh, headline of the article is, Should Without You Have Been Left Off of Van Halen's Best of Both Worlds Compilation? Obviously, with the title of Best of Both Worlds, you would think they would focus on Sammy and Dave. But does this song maybe deserve a place on, on a Van Halen's greatest hits over some of the songs that maybe made uh, the list? Uh, think about it, uh, Strung Out, Not Enough uh, from Balance uh, made that album. And they had uh, three live tracks from live right here, right now. They played, uh, they put Ain't Talking About Love, Panama, and Jump on there. So, you know, they could have maybe replaced one of the live cuts uh, with this or even one of the, uh, the three new ones. We talked about uh, It's About Time, which is a song we both like. And Learning mm-hmm. to See, which is a song I, I fucking hate. Uh, I would like to see that maybe replaced the song Without You. But what do you think? Uh, do you think Without You deserves a place on a Van Halen Greatest Hits? If you're going to replace it from uh, replace it with one of those other songs that made the cut that we are not so keen on, then yeah, I say absolutely. Even if it's just this one song from this particular era, you kind of you got to put it in there. It's called The Best of Both Worlds. I know both implies just two worlds, but look, you can give throw Gary a bone because look, it sounds like he went through a, a lot uh, dealing with this album and dealing with the band itself. So like, we're not this is not the podcast where we shit on Gary. On every Gary vacation, Sharon, right? at a verbal. Um, we're 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 just here to spread the love of Van Halen and uh, the best way we can. And we're not above letting them know if uh, the song doesn't work for us. This song, however, did and. I think, yes, it deserves a spot on that album. Very well said. I agree 100%. Uh, as you could probably tell from the uh, ad that I was trying to silence while you were talking, uh, I found a live clip on YouTube. Uh, should we check it out here? Yeah, why not? All right, here's a little bonus uh, without you live, uh, 1998 from Sydney, Australia. Alex is wearing the uh, neck brace, of course.
let's see if they stare at one another when they play. <laughs> Uh, play the whole thing. Yeah. Let, let's appreciate the solo. That's what I say, yeah. killer that's good shit right there it's much better live <laughs> oh man and what a tour that would have been like uh, th that's the only yeah. time van halen ever played dave tunes and sammy tunes jeez like, that, just, yeah i mean that think of the that would have been the ultimate uh yeah the ultimate van halen showcase like uh i'll, I'll just bring up one, one of the set lists there uh, during that time they played uh, unchained opened mm -hmm. and then they went into without you and then what i want mean street hello when it's love fire in the hole another great song from bad hill three why can't this be love dance the night away feel your love tonight jamie's crying humans being uh, hello so humans being fucking love that tune somebody get me a doctor <laughs> gear to the day right now ain't talking about love josephina uh, Panama and jump like God damn that's the perfect set for me like if I'm going to a Van Halen show like that's what I want give me those Yep, ditch Josephina and put something cool in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know that's the album they're promoting, man. though, so you got to play it. But It's true, but I get what you're saying. Gary Sharon uh, doing Humans Being? That'd be pretty cool. I think he could absolutely wail on Humans Being if they let him, uh, as, as long as he's in good good voice that uh, the day of the show. Yep. Uh, and it's not like human Humans Being takes uh it's it's not the most overly technical sounding song at least from a vocal perspective like it's it's definitely not the highest sammy has sung before not by a long shot so i mean it's not it, it's it wouldn't be too difficult is what i'm saying and not that gary needs it for it to be dumbed down i'm just i'm just simply reiterating i think he could absolutely just annihilate that song you know i'm just trying to count how many uh, sammy songs are actually in the set list and two i'm gonna four uh, is like dreams on that set no i didn't think so <laughs> <laughs> no only four you, you get a lot more dave tunes and sammy tunes so that's kind of interesting because gary's the one singer i think who could do both uh really really well i think he could but uh i don't yeah i want i wonder if he had remotely any say so in the set oh, list probably, probably not, not. Uh, unless so. he did <laughs> probably during uh, rehearsals right like, hey guys you want to try this like i love this tune and you know maybe they workshopped it but uh yeah i would imagine yeah. that's all eddie and alex <laughs> at this point yeah pretty much that's that's fair but it's a great tune and i'm glad you agreed i, I was kind of surprised actually uh listening to your uh, comments during the song i thought oh he's gonna shit on this song and we're gonna have to deflect all the van Halen three lovers uh for another week but yeah <laughs> well like us yeah, like I said, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, there are some things I wanted to nitpick a bit, a little bit, but it just it just didn't feel right and it didn't feel necessary. Um, I just wanted to experience the song as it was presented, and like I said, the only my hugest gripe that I can't let go of is the vocal mixing. I, I yeah. think that that was bad, but yeah. we agree it, on that it, one for sure. Yeah, yeah, but but it wasn't so bad that I couldn't enjoy the rest of the song, and and that's 
that's what you want, really. You don't want to ever, we don't want to shit on any Van Halen songs whatsoever. We want to say, okay, here are the things that didn't work. However, it's still good enough. You know, no, anytime we have to uh, vote the dream is over, it hurts. Okay. I don't know how Corey feels about it, but it certainly hurts me um, because it just, it just feels like I'm, I'm betraying someone, someone lo- that I love. Uh, but <laughs> it's just, not every band is uh, invincible. So, you know, no matter what we all say, uh, I know some of you will probably come at me. Oh, well, what about? And I go, yeah, sure. But no one's invincible. It's it's going to be okay. It's, it's going to be okay. And you know what, Mark? Uh, we spun this. You weren't really excited. I was a lot more happy than you were uh, because you, you didn't really recall this one. But I, I'm going to dare to say that you're in a better mood now than you were when we started. I am. I, I'm I'm relieved is what I am because I was afraid we were just going to get yet another dud from this album because so far the ones we have gone over on this album for me have been absolutely no go. Uh, this one, however, this was the one. This is the one I was hoping for that would change my mind. So now, now I have a newfound optimism that maybe, just maybe, when we dive back into the rest of the album, whatever, how many, however many songs are left that we have, uh, that I will go into it much more optimistic and maybe find another gym amidst the shit. There you go. That's the right way to look at it. Let, let's see what we got left. We've got, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six left, uh, not counting the instrumentals. There would be eight with the okay. instrumentals. So, and actually, uh, the album actually opened with an instrumental. I, I kind of missed this. We should maybe listen to that uh, because that, that's kind of what we've been doing whenever there's been an instrumental that's you know preceded a, the song that we spun. Uh, what do you say we yeah. give? Uh, let, let's give New World a little bit of a spin. We got a minute forty six here. All right, let's try it. just kind of lovely and, and, and pretty and I, I originally was thinking what a weird way to kind of open a, a rock album but you know you, you had the little underlying melody of without you in there you had some electric sitar which you never hear in a lot of rock music and mike post on the piano uh that was pretty fucking cool <laughs> it was gorgeous um it was an, that was an interesting set of directions that went there towards the end that yeah. was that was funny <laughs> but uh that was gorgeous and it almost pains me to to be like the only thing this music was missing was a Sam Elliott voiceover talking about <laughs> like coffee or like so, doing something. You know, it just this sounded like a coffee commercial. Uh, you know what? I, I thought like I was watching music. The Princess Bride for a minute. It, it kind of sounded like Ooh. Mark Doffler's score from The Princess Bride. <laughs> that is a good call. Yeah, I I okay. I reamend. We uh, all we needed was the uh, voiceover from. Uh, Oh, what's his face? I'm blanking on his name. I oh, Columbo, Columbo. Yeah, uh, his, <laughs> I can't blanking on his actual name. I apologize, everybody. Uh, but Columbo, Peter Falk. Uh, P- 
Peter Falk, thank you. <laughs> Rest in peace, Peter Falk. Uh, yeah, that's that's what it was missing. It was him reading The Princess Bride, the young Fred <laughs> Savage. Um, but, you know, I kid, of course, but that that is what it reminded me of for the most part, not to take away the beauty of of that whole arrangement. It was Yeah, that was awesome. It was amazing. I would recommend, uh, once you're done listening to this podcast, go listen to New World and Without You back-to-back without us jackholes uh, talking all over it. And just appreciate uh, musically how how great those two tracks are. That was wonderful. And man, did it lift my spirits tonight. Uh, originally, when you spin something from Vanny Hill and 3, you're thinking, oh, really? But uh, I knew I, I, I dug this song before, so I was kind of happy. Uh, but I just appreciated it so much more tonight. And uh, really glad we spun this one tonight. How about you? I am too. We needed it. We needed a good song that we could uh, both agree. It's like, yes, that's it. That's the one. Um, not the album I would have chosen, not whatsoever, (laughs) but I'm glad that it was this one. So I will count it as the wheel throwing us a bone. And that's all I, I asked the wheel to be merciful. And it was with a slight twist. Like, I'm going to give you this, but just you wait. So, uh, thanks wheel. Uh, and with that, uh, Corey, that's the episode. That's the show for this week. Uh, but tell the good people where they can find the show and where they can find yourself if they want to just come at you directly. All right. They can find me at CD Morset on Twitter and Instagram. They can find the show at uh, Podcast Will Rock on Twitter or www.podcastwillrock.com. And of course, you can find us as part of the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, a bunch of like-minded shows uh, for some of your favorite brand uh, bands. Uh, let's check out the, the run list here. Uh, we have the Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, the Deep Purple Podcast, T-Bone's Prime Cuts. I love T-Bone. He does a, a follow Friday every single week and includes us. Thank you very much, T-Bone. You're the man. Nice. Uh, in the lap of the pods. I hope that they're going to get back out of here real quick. I love that show. Uh, the, Magician, the Magician's Podcast. Uh, Scott from the Magician's Podcast, talking all things Uriah Heap, is going to be on our show very quick. Uh, he just had his author page added to Amazon, so uh, go check that out. He's coming up next month. Uh, on our show and i can't wait to have him on uh, hawk binge yeah. is a journey through the hawk wind discography or hawk binge discography um maiden a to z uh diary of the Mad Men, talking all things ozzy of course uh universally speaking the red hot chili peppers podcast uh metal gods podcast i know last week i mentioned that uh, they were kind of hanging it up heard a rumor they might be coming back with a third co-host so stay oh. tuned to that that's going to be awesome and of course Uh, The podcast and the podcast will rock and backtracks Aerosmith revisited featuring myself, Uh, even though on the website, it says hosted by Casey and John. My name is Corey, uh, not Casey. (laughs) Uh, They they actually have our our show name wrong on the website. They put the podcast will rock, which is incorrect. And they have hosted by Casey and Mark and they have Casey and John on backtracks Aerosmith revisit. But my name is Corey, I swear. uh, And John Mariano breaking down all things Aerosmith. So that's where you can find us. And uh, Mark, where can the fine folks find you? Is Casey uh, Morissette the uh, the Bizarro version of you, like the one that just kind of like comes out to cause a ruckus when you're not looking? <laughs> you know what, possibly. And actually, uh, any Canadians listening to this, like Brian and, and Mark, uh, whenever I hear the name Casey, I think Casey and Finnegan for Mr. Dress Up, which was a, uh, a big children's show up here in Canada. Uh, you guys had Mr. Rogers. We had Mr. Dress Up. And, and Casey was his puppet child, friend. I'm not even quite sure. But uh, his name that- was Casey and Finnegan was his dog. So... Whenever I see Casey, I, I think back to my childhood. That's one of the few things I remember uh, from my childhood because I'm so fucking old. How about you, Mark? Well, f- so many follow-up questions to, to that whole thing. <laughs> uh, I will save that for another episode. Uh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Drop me a line. Throw all, all your hot takes at me, and I'll sure to come back at you with either a thumbs up or a, well, that's cool, man. Uh, it's It's loads of fun. We love it. And that is the show. As Corey said, find us on our website. Find us on Twitter. Buy our merch. We got merch out there. Oh, my, my, Mike Green uh, bought some merch. Uh, he tweeted today. He had a picture. He's actually wearing the shirt I'm wearing tonight. Uh, the, the podcast will rock with the old VH logo. So thank you very much, Mike Green. That six bucks we get from that is going to go to good use, probably for the uh, you know 25 bucks a month I pay for Zoom or <laughs> something like that. But we really appreciate it, Mike, for buying some merch. And everybody else listening should, too. It's really cool stuff. The the buying of the merch keeps the uh, the the lights, the speakers, the recording uh, boxes, everything keeps it on the electricity on. So yeah, keep keep us going if you enjoy what we do. So and yes, big shout out to Michael for that. 
I saw that picture. Um, but yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's all I got. That's all Corey. That's all Casey's got. Um, <laughs> either, both of them, either one of them, it doesn't matter, <laughs> but, uh, Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week. Hopefully we have yet another banger, but you never know because it's not up to us. It is up to the wheel. We are not experts. We are not rock historians. We are just humble fans like yourself that enjoy the sweet, sweet tones of Van Halen. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.